0: Well, good morning, everybody. Are we awake? Good morning. Good morning. All right. Glad uh, all of you are here. I uh, like the video just mentioned. We are starting a new message series today called everything. And we're looking at uh, who God is and why does it matter? Why does uh, it matter to take the time to figure out who God is? Why does it matter to take the time to read the Bible to Learn more about God and his ways. And so uh, over the next uh, four weeks, our goal is to really do just that, to dig into what the Bible has to say about God, what the Bible has to say about really what we're looking for and how do the two of those uh, meet and how do those relate to each other and, and correlate. And so uh, I think this is going to be uh, a lot of fun. We hopefully it's helpful uh, to you, uh, but just wanted to kind of give you a heads up of uh, where we're going to be spending the next few weeks Um, today we're going to be looking at the, the idea of how God is love and, um, why, why is that important that that God is a loving God instead of a God without love? And so we're going to spend most of our time on that today. We're also going to be looking at uh, how God is all powerful. That's next week. And really how do those two connect? How can you be all powerful and all loving? And how does that work? How does that fit together? Uh, The week after that, we're going to be talking about how God knows everything. And that's a really sobering thought. God knows what you thought just then. No, just right right then. He knew that. And what you're thinking right now is I'm saying that he knows that too. He knows everything. We don't have a category for that, but we're going to talk about that as well. And in the last week, we're going to talk about how God is everywhere at once. Uh, there's not a moment in time in the future and past in the present where you are not seen by God and where he is not. And so we... All of these concepts, uh, it's actually hard to have a category for, because in our normal experience, uh, we don't have those. Uh, We maybe have experienced some love in our life, uh, but we don't know what it's like to be all loving. And we may have some strength and some power, maybe in our job or within our family or within an organization that we're a part of, but we don't have all power. And so part of what we're going to be doing is looking at these concepts... And just trying to just piece them together, like the video said, this, this idea of what is the picture that we get? And we're not going to be able to nail God down after four weeks. Uh, Actually, as you dig more into stuff, you get a lot more in the scriptures of a picture of God, but at the same time, God is God. And while we're looking at things, our goal is not to give you this little box called the God box. And in the God box, you know, everything you need to know about God because God can't be Put into a box. He can't be contained in a box. Uh, he, he is God. And so provide help and to give understanding. Know that this is a part of a continual study and knowledge that we almost pursue. To know God means that you actually have to be committed to knowing more about Him in the Scriptures. And you discover more through experience, and so we're just going to start to scratch the surface. And we hope that this will be an encouragement and challenge to you to to want to, to dig in more to discover who God is. And what you find is, as you know more about God, it actually has a ripple effect into the other aspects of your life. The more you know about God, it actually can make sense out of the things that you encounter. It can make sense out of how life works. And so our our understanding just so off the bat as we really are looking at this is as we look to God That brings clarity. He brings clarity And so we're going to kind of go on this journey together And we're going to look at some of what the Bible has to say And I hope at the end of this you'll have a, a little bit more complete picture than you do now of, of who God is and actually why that matters So let's dig into this idea of of love and valentine's day is just around the corner. In fact, it's next Friday, men. Okay? And every year, right, you don't think about love much related to the gifts. And then Valentine's Day comes and you're always thinking like, okay, I got to get something. And, oh, it's Valentine's Day right now. I, I probably need to get it today. And if you're a guy, usually that's the, the point, but commercials and radio and everything, everyone's pointing, you got you to gotta show the person you love some love. So spend money on them and they'll feel loved. And so a lot of times our idea of love is like, well, we've got to get gifts or we've got to do certain things and the person will feel loved or that's how I feel loved. And the idea of love is something that we all like hear and we encounter and it's something that we, we see in all of the culture and in media. But oftentimes it's very difficult to actually know like what love is. Like, is it an idea? Is it a feeling? Is it an experience? Like, what? What is love? Because it's just it's thrown around everywhere. Like, I love In-N-Out Burger. And I love my kids. And then you're like, well, what does that mean? You, we use love for a bunch of different things. But when you dig into the scriptures, you find that actually, you can't really know love and what it is outside of knowing God himself. In fact, the scriptures say this, and this is actually just, its kind of like blows my mind. This is what the Bible says, it says, there, there is no love in the world without God. And I, I, I fully believe that, but if you believe that, that has some really strong implications for life. It's basically love doesn't exist outside of God himself. How, how can that be? Well, as you dig into the scriptures, you, you, you find out why. And this is what 1 John 4 says. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is from God. Who's it from? And the two people said? Okay, that was like 12. That was good. All right, we're awake. And whoever loves has been born of God and knows God. Anyone who does not love does not know God, because God is, what is he? Love. God is love. So right there, as you read the scriptures, that's why reading your Bible is so important. If you want to know more about love, you can't detour around God. You can't leave Him out. If you want to know what love is, you have to know God. That's why as all the churches around the world need to spend so much time talking about who God is because in God, we have everything that we need. There's byproducts of it that you can find in different places, but the source of what we need, the source of love, is found in God Himself. But you don't hear like a lot of songs when you turn on your radio. You don't hear songs like that like, you know, God, you're the only reason I can love. I mean, there's all sorts of songs about love, but very rarely do you find in mainstream radio any song that actually talks about God being love. You, you just don't. In fact, I've got a little presentation I want to show you. Here's just a highlight of some songs that, you know, as I listen to them, they actually kind of bring a little joy to me. But what do they say about love? Let's check it out. You are my love. That's what all love can do. I am a hypocrite. All that to say, the Beatles, they're a Christian band. All you need is God. All you need is God. God is all you need, right? According to scriptures, that that is really how it should be written because God is love. But see, there's this thing about love that, that all of us are interested in. We're interested in experiencing it. We want to figure out how to give it. And there's so much time and energy and millions and millions of dollars people spend and people do in, in the name of love. And the name of love is actually a love song as well. Right? But it's true. And so it's not just this, this thing that no one can relate to. We all have this reference point for love. But when you dig in the scriptures, you find that the source is God himself. Whoever loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love God does not know God because God is love. We're going to talk about that a little bit later. How knowing God and experiencing His love actually allows us to love like He loves. And we're going to talk about that a little bit later. But before we do, I want to dig into some aspects of of God's love. Because as we look at God's love, that actually helps define what love uh, really is. And so here's some aspects that you find in the scriptures. The first is God's love is giving. First John four, nine says this in this, the love of God was made manifest. This is, this is how God's love was revealed to us among us that God sent his only son into the world so that we might live through him. So if you want to really understand more about the love of God, you have to look at Jesus Christ. This is why it's so important that Jesus is at the center of what we do, what we talk about, and what we're motivated by. Because Jesus is really the picture of God's love. And because of God's love, that's why Jesus was sent. Many times love is a mystery, it seems. Like as we experience, like we're not sure, is that love, is that not love? It's what I'm doing loving? Is it not loving? And it's, it's very mysterious, and it's cloaked in feeling. It's cloaked in theory and all these things. And the Scriptures are basically saying that if you want to know the kind of love that's God's love, it is giving. It's giving. It is sacrificial, just like God gave Jesus Christ. That's the kind of love we're talking about. It's giving. It's also forgiving, and those are connected. God's love, is, it's, it's forgiving. 1 Corinthians 13, uh, this chapter is called like the love chapter in the Bible. It has a lot of just references and kind of definitions about love. But 1 Corinthians thirteen five says this, Love is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. This is really a description, again, of God's kind of love for us. And so through Jesus Christ, God sent his Son... He gave him to us to show what true giving is and to show what true forgiveness is as well. Because through Jesus, if we believe in him, our sin and us missing the mark and us rebelling and trying to go our own way is not held against us. So through Jesus, we can have forgiveness. That's real love. So his love is giving, it's forgiving. Third aspect is it's without, without malice. It's not self-seeking, it's completely without malice. 1 Corinthians 13.6 says this, Love does not delight in evil. There's no aspect of God's love which he delights in seeing us destroyed, There's no aspect where he delights in seeing people that are utterly collapsing under the things that they're experiencing. God is the perfect judge and the perfect love at the same time. And that that doesn't make complete sense to us. But there's this aspect of however God's love, it's always going to be in balance with him as the judge, him as the one who forgives, him as the one who gives as well. And it, it all works together. Another aspect is God's love is unfailing. Now if you think about these so far, aren't these the exact picture of love that we we long for? We all want love. And if you were going to be able to know that you could be in a relationship, that somebody would give you forgiveness when you've messed up, give to you when you're in need, have no malice or evil feelings or thoughts, towards you and then are unfailing in how they love you. Wouldn't we all want that? That's all what we want. And so in God himself, that's where it's found. But again, there's this disconnect because oftentimes we want love and the experience of love, but we don't see how God connects those because, again, he is love. 1 Corinthians thirteen seven says about love, It always protects, it always trusts, it always hopes, it always perseveres. Love never fails. I'm going to tell you guys a little story about my first girlfriend. I'm going to try to get through it. Just kidding. It's actually not that traumatic. But I, I had this girlfriend when I was in sixth grade, and... I've shared that I lived in England, and, and this girl, uh, you know, at the time I thought, like, wow, this, I didn't think I wanted to spend the rest of my life with her because it was like, you know, I wasn't thinking about the rest of my life at all, but I thought, you know, she's, she's fun, I enjoy spending time with her, and, and I got word that we were going to be moving from England to the United States, and I thought, well, you know, our love is going to be tested, you know? <laughs> There's a whole ocean between us, literally. Our love's going to be tested. And so I, you know, I was trying to figure out like, you know, what's long distance relation? And it, this is before email, guys. This is like, I was going to have to be writing letters. Like who who even knows how to do that, right? How do you even do an envelope anymore? But so anyways, I, you know, I was trying to think how how is our love going to stand the test of time? And so... I was trying to kind of figure out and we're trying to talk about things and you know our parents are just like you guys what are you you guys are insane like it's gonna be over by the time I'm on the plane you know and and so we we kind of decided you know let's let's be friends but let's keep contact and like let's keep the spark alive burning right well I got to the states and We talked on the phone and this was like the first time. And uh, she begins to tell me how like one of my best friends in England asked her out the next day at school. And it was like I was, I was betrayed. I was betrayed. And she says, but I, but I said no. And then like two weeks later, we never talked again. And really, that's the end of the story, right? That's it. I did see her a few years back and I was married with kids. It's like kind of awkward. Like, hey, we danced in sixth grade. That's weird, you know. Uh, anyways, sorry guys. I just let you in a little bit. But needless to say, my whole experience is probably like somewhat like your, where you had, you've you had a lot of different relationships and some are serious, some are not serious. But there's this aspect of like this unfailing where we, we just hope that this thing that we have will last forever. And these days, you know, marriages they don't last forever friendships they don't last forever there's just this thing of like nothing is unfailing it seems like stuff is failing all the time our society the different relationships the structures And it's just what can we rely on we sing these songs about this love that everyone's just wanting something that's unfailing that they can stand on but our experiences we we just don't know what that is And so what we do when we encounter these characteristics about God, it's not just for knowledge so we can have cliches in our mind like, well, God is love. But it's actually to give us something that we can anchor our life to. The God of the universe wants to give and forgive and love without malice. He wants to actually show me the kind of love that can stand the test of time. It's un failing This kind of love that god has it doesn't it doesn't lie the compassions never fail he keeps his promises all this is like wow if we could write a hallmark card with this and this would be like the best card ever because it doesn't even seem like it's real but this is who god is this is his character And when you connect with the living God who is this. It's not just so we can connect to God the the perfect definition embodiment of love. It's that he wants to connect with us. Teach us a different way to live. So this kind of love can actually enter in to the world. It can actually enter in to our relationships, to our families, to our marriages, to our friendships. This kind of love. In the scripture, this love it's not romantic love. It's not friendship love. It's this pure God-like love. In the scriptures it's called agape love. It's sacrificial. This love does not exist outside of God. That's why He is it. It's agape love. It's pure. It can't be bought. It's given through God Himself. And we receive it through the person of Jesus Christ. So this type of love is given to us so we can experience it, get to know God, and actually allow it to flow through us into our other relationships. Think about the difference that this type of love can make in the world. Everywhere, no matter what nation, no matter what people group, no matter what language, no matter what experience, everyone in the world wants this type of love. They do. We were made that way. So our role as the church is to connect people back to the source through which this flows. Not a byproduct, but to the source, the fountain, to where this love exists. And that's through God himself, through the person of Jesus. So why why does this matter? Why is it important to know this about God? What does that mean for us? What does this mean as you leave here? As you go to your jobs, as you go to your classes, as you relate to your kids, as you relate to your spouses, why does this matter? Well, the first is knowing God's love changes me and it changes you. It changes us. Knowing God and his love, it actually changes us. Not just we know the idea about this, but that as we have a relationship with him, it actually transforms The kind of life that we want. It allows us to live the life that God wants us to live. 1 John 4.10 says this, In this is love, not that we have loved God, but that He loved us and sent His Son to be a propitiation for our sins. So again, we have not initiated the love thing. No matter how good we think we are at understanding love, it's not from us. God has initiated it. And that word propitiation, there's this idea that God's love, again, through Jesus, while we deserved the wrath of God because of the things that we've done, all of us, in our past, whether it's our thinking, whether it's our actions, whether it's our intents, intentions, the wrath of God was due to fall on us, but because of Jesus, he deflected it. He took it. And because of that, we have a chance to change. Because of that, we can live differently. That is the good news. People want to know love. Love is we deserve to be crushed because of our choices. We deserve to be separated from God who's perfect and holy and can't stand sin. But because of Jesus We're given a second chance. We're given a new start. That is love. And that's where change comes. And it changes us from the inside out. If you're here and you're trying to figure out, well, what does that that mean for me? It seems like this is too good to be true. Yeah, I I get that's the best definition of love, but that doesn't seem real. Well, there's that tension that we have when we experience something like this, where we have to decide, is this really for real? Does this make sense? Is this actually something that I want to pursue? What you have to do is you have to actually get the questions that you have answered, but you have to push through this idea of God is up there. He can't really be known. That's not real. It's too good. But you actually have to realize that if this is true, I cannot afford to not know him. You have to push through to actually pursue this. Because if this is true, it's transformational. It makes all the difference. What would life be to actually connect to the all-loving God who wants to love you? What difference would that make in your life? That's the question we all need to ask. So if you're sitting here and you're like, well, I'm not exactly sure what that means to connect with God, to live life for him. I want to just take a brief moment to talk about what that means to actually connect and to step into a life surrendered to God. Like what does it mean to actually connect to him? What's actually comes with you make a decision to follow him, to make him the boss. And from that, you learn each day what it means to live for him. And so I just want to spend a brief time to just talk about how can you know God's love today? If you're not sure, you're not sure that you've ever really decided to follow him. You're not sure you've ever really experienced this kind of love. I'm just going to explain how you can know this love. The First thing is you have to believe That Jesus died for you on the cross to pay for your sin and that he rose again. Because again, if God's love is giving and forgiving, you can't experience that without believing that Jesus is for real. You can't believe it without realizing that he came on earth, did what he said he did. Was crucified on the cross and then rose again back to life on the third day. That belief is crucial to knowing God's love. The second thing is you you have to admit that you're a sinner. This is really the realization that, you know what? If I need this love, I have to realize that I don't deserve this love. And for me, recognizing I don't deserve it means that I'm a sinner. I've missed the mark. I've done things that I should not have done. I deserve the wrath of God. So you have to admit it. I've missed the mark. I've screwed up. I've messed up. Only then can you be helped. Because you realize that you need it. The third thing is you you actually agree. This is agreeing with God. You agree to turn from your sin and turn back to God. So it's believing that Jesus is who he said he was. Admitting that you have sinned. And then ultimately deciding that the way you're living your life, the path that you're on is actually not going to get to the destination. That you know you need to be in. The destination that God wants for you. So that's really where you have to humble yourself. And realize that you're going the wrong way. Nobody wants to admit that. Nobody wants to admit that, you know what, I'm actually not sure I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing in my life. But once you do, once you stop, you actually can prevent yourself from getting further and further away from the purpose That God has for your life. You have to stop. You have to turn. And you have to go in the new direction. That's what it means to agree. I'm going to stop going the wrong way and I'm going to go your way, God. And then you acknowledge that God is your Lord. This is basically, you acknowledge that He's the boss. Once you decide you want to go on the new path and He's the driver, you may hold the steering wheel. But when he says, you need to turn. But God, I don't want to turn. You need to turn. You say, okay, God, I'll turn because that's what you want. He calls the shots. And we get the shots from reading the Bible. This is God guiding us. And so we we acknowledge that, that he's the boss. We want to do what he says. And we're going to obey him. And then the last thing is you accept. His free gift of eternal life. Everything we've been talking about, this idea of love, it is free. You have to make this decision, but you cannot pay for it by good ideas or by good works or by good motives. You have to receive it. Which again is humility because you realize, like, well, I've done nothing to deserve it. That's exactly right. It's free. You can't do anything to deserve God's love. That's what makes him God. That's why he is love. Because if we could do something, then maybe we could be love as well. But we can't. It's only through God. So all these things, the believing, the admitting, the agreeing, the acknowledging, and the accepting. That's how you actually begin a relationship with Jesus Christ. That's what it means to be a Christian, a Christ follower. Once you do that, that's where the change comes. Real, lasting change. So if you've never done that, or you're not sure, or you're ready to do that, and you're trying to figure out what do I need to do, there's a place on your connection card today in the next steps where you can mark that. And we would love to help you make that decision. We want you to be able to experience this type of love, which changes you, And allows you to actually treat others differently as well. Which is the second point. How does knowing God make a difference? It actually changes the way that I relate to others. Because as God changes me, this kind of love is given so I can love others. And that's back to 1 John, which we read earlier. Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to. To love one another. We're not supposed to be sponges that just gather, 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 gather. Wow, God just loves me. I just love that he loves me. It's awesome that we have this love relationship and oh, I get everything I need from God. There's No, you can't just hold on to this love. You have to love others. That's the way people know it's real. Because God's love... It's translated to us wanting to do the same to those that we relate to, to those that we encounter, the difficult people, the people who feel like, why am I in this relationship with this person? Why do they keep doing this as we love them? That's God's kind of love the forgiving kind, the kind without malice, the kind that's unfailing. Now again, we can't manufacture this. It only flows through a relationship with God. But as we connect to Him, it transcends into our other relationships. That is the hope for the world. Because all we need is God. All we need is God. Right? That's the truth. Because from that, love can actually flow. So I want to encourage you, wherever you are at this morning, this begs the question what's holding you back from wanting to experience this kind of love? What's holding you back from actually wanting to pursue God? And you may not know, but ask that question because that's a really good question because it's probably right there where you have to decide well, what? Am I going to keep going this way or am I actually going to decide maybe I do need to stop? And I need to make a detour and go a different way. So you have to ask that. And this is really the promise that comes after we do life God's way and His love flows through us. This is how it can translate into life. First thing with God's love, we can take action to show kindness we can actually be kind to others Uh, we can be patient and slow to anger we don't have to fly off the handle anymore you may think well i've always done that but with god's kind of love you actually can be patient with people and then you can think the best of others not the worst it's very easy to think the worst worst case analysis all the time with people like they did that Because they hate me! They did that because they don't like me! What if they did that and it actually had nothing to do with you? God's kind of love considers that. We think the best of people, but you can only think the best of people when you experience the kind of love that God gives you because it's gracious. Again, it's patient, it's compassion never fails. I don't know about you, but I I want relationships like this. When people come to church in the valley, I want people to experience this kind of love. Not because we're great people, but because we have experienced this from God himself. This is what he has given to us, and we are only relaying it to others. This is the kind of love that can transcend and change the whole entire world. This isn't like, you know, we get all thought up love and we just write it on our chest and run out. yeah Okay, that freaked people out, right? They run from you. But it actually, again, begins, begins with allow God to change you through his love. And allow his love to run through you to others. So I encourage you to consider that. How can you love today? How can you begin a relationship with the one who is love today. There's some next steps that I just want to close the service with. You'll find on your connection card that Ben had you fill out. Go ahead everyone pull that connection card out. Grab a pen if you have one or borrow a neighbor's if you need one. And you'll see three next steps that you can take today. The first one is, for the first time, I accept Jesus as my Savior and will follow him as Lord. That's when I was talking about kind of changing the path. And deciding to live for God through Jesus, that, that's what that is. So if you've never done that before and you want to do that today, we'd love to help you figure out what that means so you can mark that. The second is, extend love to someone this week by, and you can circle one, showing kindness, being patient, thinking the best. Are there certain relationships that you have right now where you realize, like, you know, I really I really need to be kind. I have not been kind. I've been withholding kindness i've been gritting my teeth as i'm relating to this person just ask god to show you is there just somebody that you know you need to do one of these things with and ask god for help again you can't do it by yourself you need him and so circle one of those and then the the last is attend the rest of the series and invite a friend so if you mark that third one you don't have a friend next week we don't let you in i'm serious no i'm not serious But just, you know, invite a friend, come to the rest and kind of discover more about who God is. So I hope today's been an encouragement to you. Uh, Mentioned a lot of scriptures. I encourage you, you can look at those on your own time. You can keep your your outline there and just read the scriptures that are around it. Read the context and get kind of this, this fuller picture and take this in and just investigate this stuff. Last but not least, and I'm going to be out of here. Next week is the year anniversary of church in the valley alhambra that was so weak that i i was like i was ready and you guys just bailed on me on that next week is the year anniversary of church in the valley alhambra so what we're going to do we we're actually going to have some fun together next week we're going to party when i mean party it's like we're going to have cupcakes after church party (laughs) cupcake um but no, really, during the service next week, we're, we just want to, um, we're going to have a normal service, but we're really wanting to thank God for what he's done this past year. And we want to honor him. And it's hard to believe that it's been a year. And so we just want to celebrate, use it as just a great opportunity to make God bigger because of what he's done. And so I invite you all as well to come to that. You guys have been an important part, a crucial part of allowing us to exist this past year. And so we're going to have refreshments after the service, so I encourage you to stick around for a little bit so you can hang out with people, enjoy each other, grab your kids, and we can all be out there. Uh, We'll give more instructions next week. We just want to let you know we're really excited about that. I'm going to pray, and then we're going to sing some more songs together. God, thank you so much for your love. And as we look at our deepest needs and what we really long for uh, we really long for for who you are and we want to oftentimes find it in other places uh, we want to go our own way and kind of figure it out on our own god i pray that you'll gently allow us to realize that we need to turn to you and for those of us that may need to know even louder that you'll get our attention Because God, we we want this kind of love and we realize that we can't manufacture it, we can't experience it, and we can't choose it without you. So God, today, we decide to, to look to you as the source of love and the perfect definition of it, God. And we choose to live your way. And so for anyone here that's deciding to live for you for the first time, give them the strength and power to take that step and to choose to live your way. We ask for your help for everyone as they do this. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, amen.